We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are live. It is the Monday morning edition of the Feel of 68 Best Bets podcast. My name is Rob Doster. That gentleman you see next to me in the Abilene Christian hat is the one and only Jeffrey Goodman. It is we're going we're going with it. We're going you got we're, we're sticking it with it. It did well yesterday so it, it sticks around for another day. Exactly. What's going on man? How you doing? I'm good. You know, I would have been better had the uh, Idaho State uh, Vandals. I think it's the Vandals. Idaho much. It is. It is. Okay, the Vandals. Um, they won by a point yesterday. <clears throat> they were given a point and a half. Uh, had they won and had Mike Young and Virginia Tech covered, which they were up. You and I were, were watching the kind of live stream there because neither one of us get ACC Network. Um, they were up like nine with like 10 seconds left, and uh, and, and we cut it. So literally two two buckets. I would have been 10-0 and 0 yesterday. Two yeah. buckets away. Yeah, we uh... – that was not that was not fun. That was not fun. Um, I ended up going two and three, uh, based off of the picks that I made on the stream because Memphis decided to yak away a win as well. If uh, they did, um, but I, I made it back because I, I jumped on the uh, the Weber State bandwagon, fading Tarleton State, and you gave me that one. <laughs> gave me that one. And, and so Weber State was down fifty one to forty two with eleven minutes left in the second half. And they won. They won ninety four to seventy nine. They scored fifty two points in the last eleven minutes of a game. Amazing. Fifty two points in eleven minutes. It's well, incredible. Give the background a little bit. We, you did some research on on Tarleton State and Bully Clyde Gillespie, and uh, he had back to back to back games. He had he had a back to back at Cal Baptist, and then they traveled from California to Ogden, Utah, to take on Weber State on a Sunday night. And they were up by nine with 11 minutes left, and then their legs gave out. They played six guys in their second game at Cal Baptist. Rob, I did some research knowing Bully Clyde, and I was like, this dude probably played a guy 40 minutes, three straight. Right? Probably. I, I wanted to look up to see. He didn't. He didn't. He, he played one kid 40, 40, 22, another kid. Um, that was the best. Yeah, that was the one. So back to back to back, 40, 40, 22. At least he gave, uh, he gave this kid a little bit of a break. Uh, last night, but yeah, their legs gave out. Good call. I, I honestly, I was hoping they'd run out of gas, but it didn't look like it. First half, no. end of it. Well, see, I sent that that text out to like seven different people, and I was like, oh man, because because it was also like that was this was the day after. I felt like I owed them because I was like, yeah, you got to get on the Auburn over. 
got to get on the Auburn over. Got to get on the Gonzaga over. Make sure you take Gonzaga to cover, too. And so I was like, I got to get these guys something. Yeah, so I tried to give them that. And then and then they were like, I was literally getting texts that said, like, fade train. Fade train. <laughs> fade you. Uh, all right. So um, let's get into tonight's slate. We actually have some fun games tonight. Uh, Memphis first. Before we get on to, to tonight, I feel like okay. – I feel like the one topic, there wasn't a lot yesterday, let's face it. I mean, Iowa beat up on Northwestern, blah, 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 blah. Northwestern's fading back into uh, uh, oblivion, which is where they were after a good three-game stretch. But here's my my one thing that I would like to talk about is with Memphis and Penny Hardaway. And how do you feel with the future of Memphis right now? They they just gave Penny a contract extension recently. you know, he's followed Josh Pastner and Tubby Smith. Neither did much. Are you buying that Penny Hardaway is the future of Memphis basketball? What What would you do if you were the athletic director? Um, I would tell Penny he has to hire somebody to run his offense. Good call. I think it's I think I think it's that simple. Yeah. Go out and hire somebody to run your offense. The way that 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 um, that that John Beeline went out and hired somebody to run his defense when he hired Luke Yakovich. No, Luke Yakovich. I always get his name backwards. Luke Yakovich. Um, but that's what I was. What do you call him? That, Luke I say, yeah, I always say I say Luke Yakovich, and it's Luke Yakovich. I always every time I say it, I get it backwards. It's like Hilton Coliseum and Hinkle Fieldhouse. It's oh man, I'm a I'm a mess. I'm a mess, Goodman. I'm a mess. Um, but yeah, I would I would make him go out and hire somebody to run his offense because that's the issue. Memphis has been a top top 10, top 15 defense for the last two years. They lock people up. They can't score. It's bad. They cannot score. It's actually a great call uh, because, listen, nobody questions whether Penny Hardaway is going to get players to Memphis. Like, he's got enough talent. I mean, I, I know they lost Precious and Wiseman last year, but they're still good enough in a shitty AAC to, like, finish second behind Houston this year. Cincinnati. Yes. I mean – the, the league sticks. It's really, really bad. Um, Memphis is good enough that they should be getting to the second weekend of the tournament, or at least threatening to get to the second weekend. They have the talent to be able to do that. They, do. they have the talent. I, I would, I would agree with you. I, I actually think it's a brilliant idea for them, and and, and it's not often I say that, but um, I, I think yeah, that might, that's the first time you've ever said that, yeah, ever. Well, it's probably the first time it's ever happened. You know, I mean, uh, listen. If Penny brings in a guy and 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 does what a lot of other uh, coaches are doing right now, and I don't know if he's doing this already with offensive defensive coordinator, but whoever the hell the offensive coordinator is, <laughs> if if he has an offensive coordinator right now, like that, that dude's got, you got to go, buddy. You got to go. <laughs> go recruit the best damn offensive mind. You know, it, it reminds me years ago. I think right it was Lav. Didn't Lav do it at St. John's with Mike Dunlap? Remember, yeah, remember that? And then Lav had to step away due to health concerns, and Dunlap ran the team for a while. I think it was their only year they made the NCAA tournament under Lav. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Like Mike, Mike Dunlap would be a guy I, I bring in. He's he's a brilliant mind. He's not a head coach, in my opinion. Like he was a great head coach at Metro State in Division Three, but he's not really a D1 head coach. He showed that at Loyola Marymount. He's obviously not an NBA head coach. That didn't work out very well. Um, Thanks, Michael Jordan. But ultimately, Mike Dunlap would be a great guy right now for like a Penny Hardaway to, to bring in and just give him the offense, let him run it, go recruit, uh, go work with these guys on, on skill development, um, whatnot. 
but I, I love that idea. I think that's what that's what he should do. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. Um, it's it's frustrating to watch them because they should be better than they are, and um, I, like you want them to like I want Memphis to be relevant. College basketball is better when Memphis is good. Totally. Um, so and I, like I don't know. Penny. Can I tell you, I've spent a decent amount of time around Penny. I really, really, really like Penny Hardaway as a guy. Um, so I want him to succeed. And, and it's it's hard because, like, the Pastner and Tubby Smith regimes were, like, blah. They were, like, so vanilla. Um, Tubby, you couldn't name, like, a guy on their team when he was at Memphis. Now you know everybody, and the expectations are built up. And they're not living up to them, which is sometimes uh, obviously worse than having no expectations or minimal expectations uh, and being irrelevant. Um, but I think ultimately, if they stick with Penny, which they're doing, and Penny goes out and recruits, which he'll be able to do, and they're not bad defensively. They're not. Just got to – you got to – like, and at times they look good offensively. Like, at times you watch them and they'll run – pretty good stuff and they'll get they'll move the ball and then other times they're just out there jacking and it looks like it's AAU basketball it looks like it's you know penny coaching well coaching AAU. yeah i mean that's that's the biggest problem is that he's not they're not really running all that much which is surprising it, it's well it's it's not really if you think about it because when you are someone that is as good as as penny was when he was play. playing yeah, yeah it's it's not right. And it's not necessarily a knock on him. That's just how he, he made it work. Like, he could can't beat anybody. Make a play. Or Alo can't make yeah. a play. Yeah. Like so you better run yeah. some shit. You have, to, you have to scheme stuff up to get these guys shots in certain spots. And uh, and they're not – like, he's just uh, – maybe he will develop that. Maybe he needs to learn. Like, maybe – you know, I was hoping that they would find something during this, what, like three weeks that they were laid off. But, nope, did didn't work out. They did not. All right. Let's talk about tonight's slate. Uh, St. John's UConn tips off at 2.30. We have Florida State Louisville at 7 o'clock, which is really interesting. But the big game of the night that we have to talk about is – You started with the lightweight division. You moved up to the middleweight division. Well, you got to lead it up. You got to lead it up. One day I'll – Yeah, one day day I'll teach you about, like, the the hosting and and how you kind of, like, set the tease up for what you're going to talk about in the future. And then I'll I'll drop you notes on that one at one point. Um, But, yeah. Kansas Baylor, Baylor's lay in nine and a half. That total is 140. It's being played in Waco. Jeffrey, I think I know what you like because I already saw what you put in on Betspurs. So. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I, I went right into Betspurs. I think I woke up this morning, saw that line, and said, I got to get it now. Um, yep. I went Kansas plus nine and a half. I went Moneyline Kansas plus 355. And I went the under uh, of 140 and a half. Yes, I went. Wow. I think Baylor loses tonight. I do. I think Baylor loses tonight. Talk um, me through it. Well, listen, here's what I'll say is uh, both teams a year ago, they, they split. Now, Kansas was better a year ago. They had big dope. They, they had Dotson. I understand that. Um, and Baylor's better this year probably than they were last year, which is crazy to say, but probably true. There's probably splitting hairs there. They split. Uh, Kansas won at Baylor. Baylor won, if you remember, in, in that historic win uh, at Bog Allen. Um, you know, Baylor's just blown teams out. I mean, they, we think Gonzaga's blown teams out, but Baylor has won every game by at least eight, eight points. 
they are winning by an average of 26 points a game, Robert. They are blowing teams out. I just feel like I get Kansas, and I've said it over and over. They're not nearly as talented as the, the, the Kansas teams have passed. But I think you're going to give Bill Self some time to prepare here and go into Waco, and I think they're going to pull out a W here. Now, they got to make some shots from, from three. We know that. And David McCormick's got to be big tonight. But ultimately, if they can make some shots, I think they go in to the mighty Pharrell Center and come away with the actual victory. How's that? So my big concern with picking them to win is that you're you're right. I do think that they need David McCormick to be a presence, um, especially on the uh, the defense uh, the offensive end of the floor. Um, but I don't know what he does defensively because Baylor loves. Like what, what Scott Drew is going to do is he's going to figure out the weakness that, that Kansas has on the defensive end of the floor, and he's going to attack it every single time. We saw him do it against Illinois and Kofi Coburn, and he just put Kofi in ball screen after ball screen after ball screen after ball screen after ball screen. And I think he's going to do the same thing uh, with David McCormick, which means we're probably going to see a lot of small ball from Kansas. And if you have Jalen Wilson or someone like that trying to box out Mark Vital and Everyday John, like that's not, not that's not sense. ideal. Um, but I, yeah, but I, I do think that, um, I love your call of the under because both of these teams are very, very good defensively. Both of them are very, very well coached and are two of the best scout, uh, best scouts, um, scouting teams in the country. And I fully expect them to just like completely, uh, muck each other up and kind of figure out what each other want to do, especially in the first half. I really like the first half under as they kind of feel each other out. Um, they match up well in the sense that. Uh, what Baylor's been doing is like spreading people out and and kind of taking advantage of the fact that they can go legitimately four guards that are all like six foot five and really, really, really good. Um, and Kansas can match up with that and might even have the advantage in some of those spots, especially on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, I don't know how Kansas is going to be able to score. Like, I, it just seems like that's... score at a high level unless they shoot the hell out of it, right? They're going to have to make... You know, 12, 15 threes to win this game. But like you said, if Baylor if Baylor has those four guards on the floor, it plays into the hands of Kansas. Yeah, which is why – so I, I like I like the Kansas side. Um, I like the money line. I, 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 don't, I don't think that Kansas can win this game. But I do think it's – so I think it's going to be low scoring. And if it's low scoring, I'm assuming it's probably going to be close. And if it's close, then I'm, I want the nine points. Yep. Um, but I just don't I, – I, have a very hard time seeing Kansas uh, coming out and actually winning this game. But you know what? If you're getting if you're getting three point five to one on it, then that's that's what I'm saying. You get Kansas, and, and you're getting three point five to one on that to win. And and you're t- you got Bill Self, and I know he's let me down here the last time or two. I, I, I understand that, but I, you know, Shaka Smart made Bill Self look like he was coaching against me, uh, but. Ultimately, I, I, I still like the value in this one all the way around. And this is really the only pick I love of the day, which is crazy because you know me. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with 15 picks. Uh, I think I did 15 or 20 the other day. Um, there's nothing else on the board that I absolutely love. This is What about Florida State, Louisville? Okay. How do you feel about that? Like, I, I want to go Florida State. I want it, but Louisville was just embarrassed down in Miami against a Miami team that can't beat anybody. 
Like Louisville's at home now. They're only giving two. Like I don't have a good feel on this, Rob. I, I, I really don't have a good feel on this one at all. So I really like Louisville in this spot for a bunch of the reasons you just mentioned. One, Florida State without Scotty Barnes is coming off of a nice win that everybody saw on ESPN against North Carolina, who is not as good as people realize, but Florida State beating North Carolina, people are going to gravitate to that. Like you just mentioned, Louisville by low spot coming off of a loss at a Miami team that is better than like Miami's two and five in the ACC. But I still contend that they like if they get Chris Likes and Cam Augusti back, like they might be the best team in the conference. Um, they're missing two of, at worst, their top three players right now, and they're still out here. They're they're like they're they're three possessions away from being five and two in the ACC right now. Yep. Um, so Louisville lost to them. Uh, but what happened? The 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 thing about the North Carolina game is Florida State's defense. They switch everything. They don't let you run your stuff. They don't let you run your sets. They force you to put your players in a position where you have to beat them one-on-one to win, more or less. That's kind of what they want to do. And North Carolina does not have the guards to be able to win those battles. Louisville has Carly Jones and David Johnson. So you're giving me a by-low spot where the matchup favors the home team, um, who's only laying two points. Uh, I, I just I, – I really like Louisville in this spot. I think this is this is – uh, a really nice bounce back spot for Louisville um, and a place to buy them low. St. John's at UConn. No James Booknight. Uh, UConn giving uh, seven and a half. It opened at 10. Real quick, Jeff. Uh, John Mitchell asked if uh, Scotty Barnes is playing. I don't think we're going to know until closer to tip off. Um, but he did not play on Saturday. He sprained his ankle against NC State. Uh, so, I mean, that was two days ago. I. I I would guess that he was he's probably either out or not at 100% is my guess. But honestly, like I don't think that Scotty Barnes necessarily matters as much as the hype would lead you to believe because Florida State's what they do is it's the machine that makes them run, right? And yeah, and yes, he's really good. He's really Yeah. Good. No, he is. He is, but like they're good enough defensively that it's it's relevant and um I think that with the way that MJ Walker is playing and the way that Raekwon Gray is playing and the way that Raekwon Evans is playing, that it's not necessarily like – It's just some of their parts. Yeah, like he's another, he's another cog in the machine, but he's not a thing where it's like, oh, Florida State's out. We got to bet on on uh, Louisville because they just you – know, they, they won and they covered against North Carolina without Scotty Barnes. Yep. No, agree. So. For Louisville, it comes down to – they can't have their their elite players have a night off. You know, David Johnson, Carly Jones, mm-hmm. they can't have a night off. They both got to combine for, like, against good teams. They got to combine for 35, 40 points to have a chance to win. And that's what worries me against Louisville, for Louisville, Rob, is they just – to me, I, I would probably go the under, if anything, here at 140 and a half. That's probably where I would lean towards. Uh, I, don't, I don't love it because Florida State will run. Yeah, I just think – if you're Louisville, you don't want to run with them, right? You you want to slow it down if you're Louisville. You don't have a lot of bodies. Uh, you're not a high-octane offense. So you're at home. Can you control tempo a little bit? And, uh, and you know. They have the guards. You're right. Yeah, they have the guards to be able to do that. All right, so St. John's at UConn. That's a 230 tip. No James Book night. Uh, UConn is laying seven and a half. That seems like a lot, um, but I just – I don't – I don't trust anything about the St. John's team. And I don't think like the, the problem like with, 
with St. John's in this spot is UConn still has like good enough guards that they're not going to get forced into turnovers. Um, and I don't think that Danny Hurley has a problem playing an up and down game where you try to go athlete against athlete because UConn still might have the better athletes. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I don't know where points are going to come from, but um, yeah, I, I'm not, I, you know, me with St. John's, you know, me with St. John's. I don't trust Mike Anderson. I don't trust his offense. I don't trust his defense. I don't think uh, they're very disciplined. Uh, they, they haven't been good this year. Uh, you know, I've got a bunch of St. John's fans that were killing me when I crushed the hire of Mike Anderson. And I asked them, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of these knuckleheads. And I said, I said, what's your, what's your confidence level right now with Mike Anderson? One to 10. What is it? And uh, it was about a four or five for most of them. So they're, they're slowly losing confidence. Uh, Faith in Mike Anderson, and as I said all along, Rob, bad, bad hire, especially for the spot. It made no sense. Um, you know, to me, you better play with UConn without its best player, Book Knight, and with its second best player, Cook and Cook. Right now, you know, a shell of himself trying to get back to what he wants. You think you think a Cook or Cook is UConn's second best player when he's healthy? Sure. Absolutely. When he's healthy, when he's a hundred percent, I think. It I, well, I don't know if he'll ever get back. You tear your Achilles and you're a guy that's oh, toolsy. He was their second best player. They lost. If you take in a year ago, their two best players, Booknight and the cook, they're both not going to be basically on the floor today. I mean, the cook, cook, my guess will play like eight minutes. And yes, he, he's not going to be anything this year after tearing his Achilles. For a guy that needs that, like the athleticism is everything to a cook. Yeah, I just, I mean, they, they got Tyrese Martin's going to be playing, and he's been awesome. Isaiah Whaley's going to be playing. I love Isaiah Whaley. Uh, the the Poly kid's been making a ton of threes. So, um, I, I mean, I, they still have the weapons in my mind to be able to get this win. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I, I hate I don't, the guy today that's kind of bailing out. Of a lot of these, I just I'm looking at them. No, it's good. Like you don't. The whole point of this stream is to to tell people like what we love, and if we don't like anything, then then just no, say we I don't like it. Like Lasalle, Rob. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you don't have to bet every single right. game. <laughs> That's uh, the the best way. The best way to to murder your bankroll is to try to bet every single game instead of just betting the stuff that you really like. Uh, I do not believe Ryan Daly will play tonight for St. Joe's uh, at four o'clock. Uh, LaSalle is favored, which scares the hell out of me. Anytime LaSalle is favored, uh, last I checked, Lionel Simmons is not playing in that game. Um, I don't know if you know who Lionel Simmons was. Oh, I know who Lionel Simmons is. I know all about LaSalle. The L train. I've I've done I've done two uh, two national broadcasts in my life for games, and one of them was a LaSalle game. I'm basically a LaSalle expert. All right, good good to hear. Good to hear. So if I was going to go anywhere, I would go LaSalle, given the two there, but. Um, uh, that, that's just info, info for everybody watching at this point. Um, I mean, the other one. <laughs> so I, I remember, I, I remember when LaSalle beat Dayton at Dayton back before New Year's Eve, and and so like I, I haven't checked on anything since then, since that game. So in my mind, I was like, yeah, you know what, Ash Howard's doing a pretty good job. They're having a pretty good season, and I just brought up their schedule. Last three games, they lost by sixteen to UMass. They lost by thirty three to George Mason, and they lost by twenty four at. Davidson. It's uh, 
I can't. Not going well. Him. I'm just giving you the info that Ryan Daly probably won't play. That's all. That's all I'm giving you here. You can <laughs> do with it what you want. Um, <laughs> last one, Rob. What do I do? I, I'm, I got a quandary here. Sacramento, okay. the rematch today at three o'clock. It looks like uh, against Idaho State. We know what happened yesterday. I had it. I felt good. Idaho State, and then uh, Sac State at the end covers. It's a pick 'em today. Do I roll it back out with Idaho State with the Vandals? I I would go Sacramento State. What do you what? That goes against my I've, whole theory. I have, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you anything about either of these teams. I don't even have a lineup. I don't I, or I don't even have a, a a line available. Are they not on? Maybe maybe for what for what I'm looking at. I don't even. I don't even have a line available, so I have no idea. Goodman, you're I'm gonna roll it out. I, I need some afternoon action. Okay. And afternoon's a light. I'm gonna go Idaho State here. I'm I'm gonna say that if this game is actually happening. Oh man. Just bet UConn. Just bet UConn. Don't No, I, Par, actually you know what? That's a lie. Parlay them. Parlay them. Parlay parlay UConn and Idaho State. There you go. Idea. That, that would give me some some riveting afternoon excitement that would yeah, it's three o'clock. I mean, think about it. And I was gonna go, hey, UNC Wilmington Towson. I was also to to fade Towson again. But Wilmington hasn't played for like two, three weeks. So they're both coming off long pauses. Um I don't I don't necessarily love that one. Western Carolina, remember, came off a pause. They're playing Sanford today. Uh Western Carolina lost yesterday to Mercer by, by on Saturday by two points. I, again, I'm just giving you the info. I'm not touching, but I am going to go. I, if you're not fading Arkansas Pine Bluff at 4:30 today, are you really living? I have no swack. I have no swack info today. I got no. You have, you have, you have no. You have no swaction. <laughs> I was going to go Grambling plus four and a half. I'm really close. You can convince me if you want to convince me to go Grambling four and a, plus four and a half. Do it. Do it. Take it. You got to You got to come stronger than that. Take take it. Uh, I I got nothing. <laughs> hey, they're they're not they're not going winless this year. How about that? They play Prairie View. This is a big matchup. Big matchup. Big game. Big 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 swaction going on. So I went on here saying I'm only going to go. The, the only stuff I'm going with is Kansas, right? Kansas money line, Kansas plus nine, and uh, and the the under uh, one forty. Uh, and now I, I've added. Just so you know, I've added Idaho State. I've added Grambling. And I don't know about that parlay. With you. Jeff, Jeff, this is the point where I would tell you that if you have a problem, all you have to do is call 1-800-GAMBLER. 